Welcome back to another episode of From the Stands. I am joined here by Dumb, Dumb, and Dumber. We're going to start with Pick'em this week. Um, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> I don't know what's in the air. I don't know what's in the water. Um, Lance is somehow in first place. And he's not tied. He's in sole possession of first place. Who would have thought? Nobody. Who would have thought? Nobody at home. <laughs> nobody sitting here. Um, nobody across the country. Comment down below if you were here from the jump, if you were here from day one. <laughs> Comment if you have seen Lance's rise from absolute mediocrity. Not mediocrity. I was the laughing stock of the pod there for a bit. He literally were, he had a Bengals run. He went from getting the first overall pick to being in the Super Bowl. <laughs> he went from being like 0 and 16. He was he was the Browns the year before and then like two years after getting Baker. The garage pick him was were some tough those were some tough those days. Were some tough days. <laughs> yeah, was, those were those were some rough days. It was tough, it was tough to, to think in there though. It was tough to get up in the morning and it was one hundred and seven and a half degrees in there at all times, so it was kinda hard to think. <laughs> It struggled a little now bit. Now that I got a little more airflow in here, my mind is yeah, more you clear. You can actually breathe a little bit. Jack never had to experience those days. S- struggling like I am, though. So Yeah, well, I, I don't know why you suck so bad at this so far. I'm just going to be <laughs> honest. I'm going to try and make, like, ballsy picks. He he did, He's doing what I was doing in the garage, just trying to pick islands and make And, and make strides. Before. And, and try and gain. Yeah, I'm just gonna start writing down my picks before we start, so I don't get influenced by y'all, and then just go. Uh, it's more fun that way, though. I guess it's more fun. Plus, sometimes the influence works in your favor. Sometimes I it won't didn't work in my favor for the Jags this week. No, but you talked your own self out of that one. Yeah, that was your, that was your own fault because you made a great point about the travel and how it was gonna help. That that would be the deciding factor in the game. You thought was the fact that the Jags. Had an extra week in London. I wanted to take the Jags because I thought the Bills' defense was overrated. But I was persuaded by our previous arguments that the Bills have a top-five defense. So I was like, you know what? That's probably the toughest defense the Jags are going to face. And guess what? They put up the most points this season against that top-five defense. Well, it didn't help. No Tredavious White. Matt Milano got carted off in the second quarter, I believe. Damn. So... Um, somebody else went down in that secondary a little bit later in the game. They were riddled by injuries on Sunday, which definitely did not help. It's Mar Hamlin season. And at some point, we all knew that Jacksonville was going to get back on track, and it just so happened that with the extra week in London, Bills having to deal with all that travel, add injuries on top of it, it just ended up being Jacksonville's GBOT game, so... A little unfortunate, but uh, it's just the way the cookie crumbled this week. So the crumbled updated right into my mouth. The updated standings. <laughs> oh, oh. Damn. Can, <laughs> hey, can we make fun of that one now? Oh my god! <laughs> is that now the most? <laughs> is that now the gayest thing that's ever been said on here? No, because no. Wrap it up is worse than crumbled <laughs> into my mouth. Yeah, hey, but wrap. Hold thanks on a no, second. No, 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 let me hold on a second. For wrapping it up for me. <laughs> Is, uh, Lance was intentionally gay for the humor of it. You were just, you didn't even think twice about it. It was so natural. I think you're, no, 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 no. You're giving him the benefit of the doubt that he thought that through before he said it. He did not. I did. He did. Listen to the way he said it. He said it crumbled right in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> 
You were That's saying words, though. No, you were saying it with like intention. Like I said it like it just drew, it rolled off the tongue. So nice. I said it how Drew Holiday so nice. Celsius. 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 I don't know that that one was thought through as much as maybe you, <laughs> you're saying yours was, but all right. Anyways, Lance somehow is in first place. I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's a fluke. I, I don't know. I'm not clapping for that. Oh, shit. you're. Oh, I'm not clapping. I hate her. I'm a hater. I'm a hater. I'm a hater. You're like the Isaiah Thomas of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> you took that personally. I did. Two seasons too long. Um, Lance got four this past week. Only loss being in a sweep, uh, which was the Texas Oklahoma Red River Red River rivalry. River rivalry. I cannot. Say that three times fast. Um, so Lance got four points. Only missed that one. So Lance is now in sole possession of first at 15. Joe, with an abysmal week. He had, hey, hey, hey. I'm still ahead of you, man. He had two. Joe's up to 13 in sole possession of second. I got three to move up to 12. Sole possession of third. And Jack finished the week with two and is at 11 in sole possession of last we're going to get right into these games. It is week six. We're After this week, we'll be halfway through the season. It's close. It's really anybody's game right now. It's really it's still anybody's very game. competitive. Very competitive. I, it's the most competitive we've been through six weeks. I think I had it locked up through six weeks last, last season. And I think, did Joe win season one? Yeah. yeah. I think Joe just about quite had had it wrapped up. In season one, you love saying that, don't you? I said it. I said it with intent that time. That one was on purpose. Um, so the first game, and Lance is gonna. It's a first all time for Lance. He's gonna be the solo picker, first picker of each game this week. I feel like I'm on college game day. First game he's got is Oregon versus Washington, and this is the game of the year in the. Past. I think it's the game. I think it's the game of the year so far in college football. Baseball. Maybe Texas Alabama, maybe. I think it's but this one has high. This one has higher implications. This one not only carries playoff implications, it's also Heisman. carrying Heisman. I think the winner of this game is the front runner for Heisman. I haven't looked too much into this game, so it's going to be more of a gut pick. One of these teams, in my opinion, is a little more well rounded than the other, and it's. It's going to be a tough environment either way. Both guys, both teams are going to have to show out on both sides of the ball. I'm taking the Oregon Ducks. Damn it. Okay. I think Bo Nix is going to show up. And it's not like it's a primetime game. It's a 3.30 game. It's a day game. It is at Washington, but I think the environment would be a little tougher if it was at night. And I trust Oregon's defense more than Washington's. I'm taking the Ducks. ESPN's matchup predictor currently has the Ducks a 55% chance to win to 45%. The current line on the game. Can I find it on ESPN? The current line is Washington minus three. Washington's favored by three? Mm-hmm. They are. Oregon's projected to win. I don't know because I wanted to go with Oregon. I feel like I feel like Washington has a slight edge at quarterback because I think Penix is better than Bo. But... I think the Oregon defense is a lot better than Washington's defense. I guess I'll ride with Oregon and just tail Lance. I feel like... Tail me. I took Oregon. 
Yeah, he said he's gonna rock with Oregon. And he yeah, said, telling you, he's like riding your tail. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Oregon. The, I got confused on the terminology. <laughs> if so I was using uh, some NASCAR terminology on that one, if I was fading you. I would be taking. Well, I want to take Washington, but I feel like Oregon's, take Washington then. Oregon's got a more well-rounded team, like you said. I mean, Washington doesn't have a defense. They're take a little, take Washington and get, get a point back on me. They got they basically got LSU's defense. Get, give me <laughs> I don't Oregon. think it's that bad. <laughs> give me Oregon. All right, I'm struggling with this one. I think the Ducks have the advantage. As far as coaching goes, I think Dan Lanning is a very under-the-radar top 20 coach in college football right now, maybe top 15. They do have a better defense. Now, I have not seen that defense play anybody yet this season. They played Colorado, which I know there was a lot of hype going into that game. Even me, myself, put a lot of hype on that game. I did not realize how bad Colorado's offensive line was. It was pathetic. I would liken their offensive line to the New York Giants' offensive line. Um, They're just not good. So I don't know how much I trust that defensive front of Oregon yet. You could say the same thing about Washington's offense, though. You could. You absolutely could. Um, I think Michael Penix is better than Bo Nix. I do. I have always been a Bo hater, Bo Picks. Um, He was not good at Auburn, in my opinion. I thought it was kind of a cop-out to go from the SEC, fly way out west, get in the Pac-12, not a lot of defense. It's a lot easier to thrive as a quarterback. It is in Washington. I am going to go against the grain a little bit here. I do not have faith in Bo Picks. I think the Huskies take it in a high-scoring matchup. Give me the Huskies. Interesting pick, Jack. Let's hear your thoughts. I think you know where I'm going. I'm picking Washington. <laughs> we knew where you were going. Um, Michael Penix is one of, if not the best quarterbacks in college football as of today. Um, 2,000 yards on the season already. 2,000 yards on the season already. Not first, though. He's second in passing yards in college football behind Shador. Um, the Shador. Um, I think the advantage that Washington has weapon wise, weapons wise is greater than Oregon's. I think the advantage of, for Washington on offense against Oregon's defense is greater than Oregon's, Oregon's offense, offense against Washington's defense. I do agree. Sense. I think Washington's defense is serviceable. I think Oregon's defense is better, but I think Washington's defense is serviceable. But I think Washington's weapons are what make them truly elite and super dangerous. When it comes to big matchups like this, they have three receivers that would be wide receiver ones at 90% of schools in the country. They are super talented, definitely a threat on the offensive side of the ball to score 50 points in this game. Um, I think I agree that it's going to be a higher scoring. I don't know if it's going to be like a like a 60 to 50 kind of game or like a 50 to 40. I think it's going to be probably closer to like 45-38 Washington. I think the game will hit the over. The line is 67 and over. a half. Over. I, over. I like the over, and I like it. I like it by a lot. I like it by, like, 10. Both so teams take- both teams this season have yet to score less than 30. Yeah. Both teams having 
at least one 50-point performance and multiple 40-point performances. We're going to have a 71 bomb to start the season, or like an 81, 81 bomb, bomb to start the season. I mean, they did play, I don't even know, Portland, Portland State. State, so, you know. Who then followed that up, if you look at Portland State's schedule, who followed that game up by winning like 91 to something. Uh, they then beat Wyoming the following Saturday, and then two weekends after the Oregon game, they beat North American 91-0. to Damn. So, Currently, to add to your point, Jack, um, total yards. Washington is currently has 12 more yards per game uh, total than Oregon does. However, they have the disparity is clear between what kind of offense both likes to run. Washington has 446 pass yards per game. Oregon is averaging 330. Oregon is averaging 227 yards on the ground to Washington's 123. Washington's also been out of starting running back the entire year. He hasn't. He's not going to touch the field for the whole season. Washington has been giving up about 100 more yards <laughs> per game to opposing offenses. Um, I think the X factor is going to be Troy Franklin. I believe it is the fourth. We shall. Game? Oregon's top wide receiver, Troy oh, Franklin. Top wide receiver. We shall oh, see. All right, I'm going to pull up the next game for you guys. We have got Oregon State versus UCLA, and the Beavers currently have a 70% chance to win. The line is Oregon State minus four on this one. You've got two kind of uh, almost, two kind of unproven quarterbacks still, and Dante Moore and EJ Uagalale. Let me see Oregon State's last five. They lost to Wazoo two weeks ago, but that's their only loss. Who? Who's Wazoo? Beat Cal, beat Utah, Utah. lost to Washington State, San Diego State. I don't know who UCD is. I am going to – I'm going to keep this short and sweet for most of my picks this week because they're pretty much just gut picks. I'm going to ride the hot hand. They got a win on the road – or they got a big win at home last week. Uh, I'm taking UCLA. I like Dante Moore and – I know it's at Oregon State, but those home field advantages out there don't really mean much. They don't mean as much as they do in the Big Ten and the SEC. I think they just beat Washington State at home, and um, I think they're going to go on the road this week, and I think they're going to get it done again. I'm taking the Bruins. Man, I really have no idea. I know Oregon State beat uh, Utah, but they didn't have Cam Rising. So I feel like... I know you. You know what? He's been doing pretty well. I'm not a big college football guy, so I'm just going to tail him again. Give me UCLA. (laughs) (laughs) I, looking at it, about the same on offense, total yards per game, only separated by about nine. The big difference is yards allowed. Uh, UCLA's defense has been playing great ball. Been playing great ball. Um, they have yet to give up 20 points in a game this season. Cannot say the same about Oregon State. Their defense has been very hit or miss. Played like shit against Cal. Played great against Utah with no cam rising. Played bad against Washington State. Played good against San Diego State. Uh, there's just not been much consistency. As far as schedule goes, them and UCLA have had about the same. S- beat San Diego State. I held them to 10 points. Utah, 
lost but still held them to 14 um, and then held Washington State a good offense under 20 points again. I am not a DJ Moore fan. You mean Dante Dude. Moore? Dante Moore, I'm sorry. I was thinking of both quarterbacks. I am not a Dante Moore fan. I do think he's still got some growing to do. Um, but I like their defense. I am not high on Uwagalele. I think it's going to be a low-scoring matchup, and I think the Bruins get it done on the road. Are we going to have an island boy now? I'm going to take Oregon State. Yeah, I knew it was coming. Uh, that was my gut before we talked, so... If it's not just me taking Island, uh, I think Ulanga, I can't say his name. Uagalele. Uagalele, whatever. DJ <laughs> is a better quarterback than Dante Moore is. He's obviously more proven. This is, uh, was the was the UCLA game at Wazoo or was it? It was at home. So I think I think this is his first true road test um, against a competent team, not a team without a, I, don't, I think that first game was, that Utah game was at UCLA as well. UCLA, anyway. Uh, this is his first true test. I think the lights are a little bright. Uh, I think Oregon State's a a really solid team who can make some noise, maybe mess up a few Pac-12 chances at the playoff uh, if they get the chance. I'll keep it shorter as well. I'll take the Beavers at home. All right. First island of the week. Next game, the Indianapolis Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Flyers. I'm going to keep this one really short. Anthony Richardson got hurt. Yes, this past weekend, because this will be out on Thursday. Yeah. Anthony Richardson got hurt last week. I am not a big Gardner Minshew fan. I took the Jags to beat Buffalo in London. They took care of business. They got it done. I think this is where we start to see them pick up a little bit after a slow start, and I'm taking the Jags. All right. Contrary to Lance, I am a big Minshew Mania fan. However... I think that Trevor Lawrence is finally back on track after a slow first four weeks. And I think they're going to go back to their original home, not their London home, and whoop some Colt ass. I think it's going to be like 34 to 17. Give me the Jags. Jacksonville finally had its GBOT game. Unfortunately for me, it came at a poor time. Um, but they had it. I do think it's still a little bit of a tougher week because now they're traveling back from London. So they're, I believe they're losing time, correct? Or like, yeah, I, I mean, think it's like no, they'd be gaining time. Are they? I don't because know. When how you they're... go west, you go back in time. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Either way, their sleep schedule <laughs> reverse reverse yeah. jet lag. <laughs> yeah, their sleep schedule is fucked. Um, I do think that will have an impact on the game this weekend. I do think they're going to be a little lethargic. No, way. they are playing in Jacksonville. It is going to be humid. It's still going to be hot. With that being said, the Colts are still fi- trying to find their offensive identity. It's really hard when your your rookie QB, who's supposed to be like your next franchise guy, is only playing about three quarters of football for every you know six to eight that your team is playing as a whole. Um, there's no continuity. There's no fluidity. Um, it's constantly oh AR is here. Let's play AR. We're going to play more of a you know. Uh, like an RPO offense, we're going to give him the opportunity to run, get out in space. Then Gardner Minshew comes in. Now you got to go a little bit more to you know to passing and, and running the ball straight downhill. Um, there's just no fluidity to that offense. Jacksonville got back on track. Give me the Jags at home. Before I, I'm going to take the Jags as well. I think there's not much else that needs to be said. I think 
if they're jet lagged after a week of being in the United States, it's a problem. That's a that's a stateside. Yeah. Um, do you think the Jags get so many London games because their fan base is so small in Jacksonville, like because they don't have a big enough fan base to represent themselves in the United States? That the NFL was like, let's give them a whole country that rallies behind them so they get more viewers. Do you think uh, that's why they play in London so much? Because they play be. every year. We will we'll pick this up after, but I want to go ahead and get through these last two games. Uh, so put a pin in that, remember it, and we'll talk about that a little bit more because I like that. Um, all right, so we got our first sweep of the week. Next one I do not think will be the same. We have got the Seattle Seahawks at the Cincinnati Bengals. Bungles. You know where I'm going. My glorious king had his GBOT game this past weekend. Jamar broke a franchise record, and he is always open. And I think the Seahawks are Waffle House. I think the Seahawks are solid, but I don't think they're going to be like a contender this year. I'm going to take my Bengals at home to get the job done. Okay. Seahawks had a really good game on Monday, Monday night. No. Wait, yeah, it was last yeah. Monday. Yeah, yeah, last Monday. You're right. Their offense looked pretty good, but it was against the terrible New York Giants. I think Joey Joey B is back on track. Finally, I think his calves finally good. They're getting Jamar Chase involved. I think T Higgins will probably have a good game. If I'm taking plays. the Bengals if he's not playing. If uh, he plays, he's he's gonna come back this week and he's gonna play. Give me the Bengals. I want to take the Seahawks. Yeah. I don't know why I want to take the Seahawks. Um, People always say trust your gut. Their defense looked good. I know it was New York, but... 11 sacks is 11 sacks. <laughs> Witherspoon is making plays. That kid can ball. Um, their defensive line is solid. Bobby Wagner is still that dude. Still that dude. As old as he is. Bro is still that dude. Um, Kenneth Walker is a very underrated top back in the league, in my opinion. DK can still make plays. They've got the deep threat in Tyler Lockett. It is in Cincinnati, which I do not like. The Bengals are coming off of, obviously, their most impressive game as a team this entire season. And I unfortunately think that continues, so give me Cincinnati. Bruh. You're talking like you're going to pick the Seahawks. Yeah, that whole monologue. Just, oh, I'm going to take the Bengals. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I wanted to. Just not confident in it. Give me the jungle. Um, I think that the Bengals are going to get it done again. Uh, obviously, they put together finally a complete team game um, this past week. As they all said, the Seahawks obviously looked great, but it was against the boo-boo offensive line Giants who couldn't, just count. couldn't play a seventh-grade team right now um so yeah i'll take uh i'll take the Bengals. i think joey b has continues his upward trend of play i don't think jamar chase i think he's gonna start playing up to the contract they gave him finally hopefully i hope so for his sake but yeah i like the Bengals. all right and lastly we've got one of mine and lance's favorite sports to get into um a little bit lower scoring <laughs> something like there's no information. Something <laughs> something Jack does not enjoy because not he says enjoy. there is I just not enough action. I haven't gotten into it's, it yet. It's, it's too slow for Jack, apparently. Um I said that about baseball. We don't like watching guys play with pucks. 
I really, really enjoyed it. Me and Lance got into it around the Stanley Cup playoffs last year. Electric environments. Um, there's something about low-scoring sports that when there is a goal, people go fucking nuts. It is insane. You would have thought when they scored one goal, they just won the Super Bowl. Um, it is absolutely nuts. Atmosphere is electric. And we are going to try to dive into it a little bit more this season learn a little bit more about the rules and the players, and we're going to start it off this week with pitching, with picking an opening weekend game of the NHL. We're taking the Colorado Avalanche at the San Jose Sharks. Sharks. Let's see here. I haven't read up on hockey yet because it starts this, this week. week. But, like I said, I'm going to keep most of these short and sweet. Um, give me the Colorado Avalanche. Fuck, dude. Give me the Avalanche. Um, I think they were a. Yeah, they were. A they were team. a playoff team. I think they were a one seed last year. They were a high they seed. Upset. They lost in the first round. I think. They got upset in the first round. I do know I that. Know. I know a little bit more. Jack knows a little bit. Well, they're coming back for revenge. Give me the Avalanche. Looks like me and Lance are going to be staying one point apart because two, oh yeah, two points apart. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I mean, Avalanche kills a shark nine times out of ten. So give me the Colorado Avalanche nine times out of ten. <laughs> I'm also taking the Avalanche. Um, I was in Colorado in 2021 when they went on their crazy. Dang, why did we pick that game? Yeah, why did we pick this game? <laughs> the Sharks are horrible. 22 and 44 last year. <laughs> they were awful. I swear, I thought Lance told me they made the playoffs. They were. They were what are you? Awful. Let's hold on. <laughs> Wait a second. It's a group effort to pick games. I said, "Yo, y'all want to pick this game?" Sure. At any point, somebody could have been like, "Dog, did you realize the Sharks were?" Dog shit last season. And I, I would have been like, I nah. I didn't remember the Sharks' record. No, but I'm like 99% sure you go, yeah, they both made the playoffs last year. Oh, well. Put that one on Lance. <laughs> Asshole. All right. Um, Do you want to pick a different one or the same one? We'll stick with the same one. We've never changed the pick mid-pod. I don't want to start now. It doesn't give me good vibes. I would take the Avalanche really against anybody they're playing opening game this season. By the Bruins, I would still take them. They have they've got a they're coming for revenge this year. They've got a vendetta. All right, so note to self: pick a lot of Avalanche games this year. Yeah. <laughs> they've got a vendetta. They are looking to go a little bit deeper than they have the last two years in the playoffs. They've been close, but no cigar. Um, I think this is the year they're finally going to break through, and they're going to play. Some good-ass hockey. They're going to be pucking that puck all around. Ugh. I didn't like that. Didn't they win? Give me. They did not. Give me the Colorado Avalanche on the road. I'll take the Avalanche. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I know that the Sharks went 22-44 and 44 last year and that the Avalanche were one seed. So uh, we got a. It's a nice week when you know you can't, you can't lose sweeps this, this week. It's a nice, it's a nice weekend picking when you know you can't lose any ground. So Jack, at best, can tie me this week, Mm-mm. which makes you feel good. No, Mm-mm. we picked two different, didn't we? We did not. Because I took, I took Washington. Um, how, I many, took, how many, how many, how many we picked? I, I took UCLA. You picked Oregon State. Yeah. 
I took the Jags, you took the Jags. I took the Bengals, you took the Bengals. I took the Avalanche, you took the Avalanche. We can gain ground on them, though. We can with the Washington pick and the Washington pick. What? pick and the Oregon State. Oh, I can. Yeah, you could. I can get ground on them. You could pick up two points on them. Yeah. I've got one. I'm going to be chilling this week. Me too. (laughs) We will find some more interesting matchups next week. It was just it was just that kind of week in sports. The NFL just did not have very many enticing match. I don't think there was very many games this week that we would have picked that were not going to be sweeps. Hey man, I told y'all NBA preseason. I'm not picking that <laughs> shit, dude. I don't even like picking the NBA when it comes around. Hey, Wimby is playing Chet today. Is he really? Yeah, He's checking a play. Interesting. Yeah. I think Chet's going to be a dog. And it's if he can stay Simmons, healthy. It's Ben Simmons return. It's today. He's played there before. His return to action is today. Oh. Four. Uh, I think he meant Who's he playing for now? Philadelphia. No, no, no. I think he's still playing for. He's, he's not still, still playing Nets. for Brooklyn. He yeah, he plays for the Nets. They got a chance to be somewhat solid this year. Five seeds, six seeds. Okay. They can make the playoffs. They should. Make which the playoffs. is. Yeah, I mean they, they made can, it last year. Those are a couple bad teams. They're good enough nice. to be a first round exit this year. <laughs> yeah. To the Celtics. Yeah. yeah. Or the Bucks. Um, the Sixers. Oh, Jack. We'll go back to your your point real quick. Um. I think Joe said something a couple weeks ago that they play all these London games because they're the Jags owner owns a team in London. I didn't say that. Oh, you didn't? I said that they don't play Monday night games because they always get the London games. Oh, I think I, I, I don't think know it is because like if you think about it, who has a smaller fan base in the you NFL might be than get- the Jags? It's because they're one of the newest teams. I know they're new, but that's exactly what I'm saying. Like it's the just Titans. a big boost. The Titans. No, the Titans have a pretty. I mean, nobody in Tennessee has anything else to root for besides the Titans. Yeah, I guess they don't have. Whereas in Jacksonville, you also have the Bucks and the Dolphins yeah. all, in, all in Florida. And you have so many sports teams in Florida. And yeah, and baseball, basketball. And then, like, I think Texans are the newest team, but everybody in Texas is either a Cowboys fan or a Texans fan. Yeah, all the all Big the state. all the Cowboys haters just went to the Texans. <laughs> I didn't even know, I didn't even open up the episode the way I would have if I would have even thought about it because it was such an abysmal game. How about them Cowboys? Cowboys fans are in shambles right now. <laughs> um, that is the exact game I want to see. I'll touch on that in a second. The best three and two I, team I, in the I NFL. I apologize. Jack, um, it would be a good idea. <laughs> I just don't know if I want to give the uh, NFL credit for being that smart. Oh, fair. I, I That just like popped in my head while we were talking about it. Just, but it, it makes a lot of sense. It would make a lot of sense, yes. One of the newest teams in the NFL with one of the smallest fan bases. I mean, Jacksonville itself is He's a... Right. The owner of the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars is uh, also the owner of FC, of Fulham FC, a soccer club in the Premier League. Fulham FC, which is why they. I'm on a roll this season, dude. The Jaguars are currently in the midst of a three year contract to play each year in London. Okay. <laughs> so yes, it was a good idea, Jack. But um, like I said, the NFL isn't that smart. It could, but it could be because they want more fans that they signed that contract. They're playing in Germany this year too. I mean, it could. Uh, yeah, I mean, I. Like the reason they said, but it could be more. Could be it, it could be more the 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 Jags owner seeing the opportunity and taking that opportunity, and yeah, not so much the, like Roger Goodell being like, yeah. "Y'all got a, y'all are a small market team. Let's do something about that." Teams don't want to play in London. Like, no, I, I've watched like a it's bunch a of pain like, in the ass. Locker room stuff. Like teams hate playing in London. 
It's so a, I guess it makes sense for the... It's a pain in the ass, dude. Yeah. yeah, the food sucks, the weather sucks, the people suck. And then and in America, they give us fucking Toy Story games where you got to pay ESPN Plus to watch it. To real, watch. We're a real version. Yeah, to watch the game in Andy's bedroom. Like, yeah. the hell. It's, I don't know, man. Um. Anyways, Cowboys. How about them boys? Dak returned to true form last night. Fantastic to see. Um... I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. If you could, either. if you could make a season bet right now, you are taking Dak. He said he's staying under double digit picks this year. You are taking Dak over under ten, or I guess I guess the line would be nine and a half. Doesn't he have four already? After his three last night, he does. You taking yeah. over under nine and a half? Under. You are still saying under. I think it's an outlier. I think three picks is an outlier. I don't think he throws three picks again. No, but I don't. I think he could, for the next three games, throw one in every game. Or I think he could also throw one in every game. I think he could throw one every two games for the rest of the season, and that's the under. I'm thinking under. He plays. Has, have they played a divisional game yet? They got two Eagles games, one Giants play the Eagles game, twice. and I think two Washington games. They've I only think played the Eagles the defense is, I think the Eagles defense is a tad bit. Overrated, overrated especially right. outside of the front seven. I don't think that secondary is as good as it was last year. I don't think the Cowboys have a great secondary anymore either. I know we're talking about Dak, but I'm their, not star, their star cornerback is now yeah, Stephon Gilmore. I'm talking about in getting um, picks from Dak. Um, I think he got to play the Giants again. He has to play the Commanders twice, and he's got to play the Eagles twice. I think. I don't think command- he throws. I don't think he throws an interception in any of those games. Really? I think he will. You think he doesn't throw a single interception in five divisional games? Maybe in one of the Eagles games, but I don't see him throwing one against the the Giants. I don't see him throwing one in either game against the Commanders. And I think they split with the Eagles this year. His decision-making hasn't been bad this season. It's just yesterday that's fresh on everybody's mind. That's just like, wow, look at him. But he does that in big games. That's my, like, both Eagles games this year are going to be huge games for for the playoff outlook. Dak does not perform well in big games. It's not what he does. What he does is he throws the ball 40 yards downfield into double coverage, overthrows his receiver by eight yards, and throws it right into the safety's hands. (laughs) What he does is looks in a linebacker to cut across his guy's route and still decides to hit the DB or or the linebacker in the chest. While his, while the guy he was trying to throw to was already being covered really well, those are Dak decisions. Unfortunately, in big games, well, I say unfortunately. I don't give a shit if the Cowboys win or lose. I would prefer if they lost. I also think that three interceptions against best team in football. Best team in football. Not only that, but like a top five defense in football, and not only that, a top three mind in football when it comes to Whoa. scheming. Who are you talking about? Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were talking about McCarthy for a second. No, I was no, like, no, what no, the Shanahan. Hell? Um, I think they Who's schemed up. Who's their defensive coordinator? The 49ers? Yeah. It was D'Amico Ryans. It was. But great scheme for sure, but I also think there I were. Think they knew there when Dak makes bad decisions, and they were baiting him into making decisions like that all night that not every team can because they don't have the same defensive schematic. Like I think the Eagles defense. can. I, don't, I just don't think mm-hmm. the Eagles have a playmaker other than Darius Slay. On that secondary, not so one that I can. Garner Johnson. He's on the Lions. He's on the now. Lions. Well, he's oh, on the shit. he's on IR right oh, now. Shit. But 
I can't name you another Eagles DB. They might get one. Yeah, we say that. All, my only point to that is we say that all the time about a lot of teams, not realizing that there are playmakers at every level for most teams. Just not everybody is Greenlaw or not everybody is a Jalen Ramsey who talks a ton of shit and gets all the looks and all the attention. So we're not – so then you look at, like, the Eagles and you're like, man, that, that defense, like, they got Slay and that's that's it on the secondary. When in you also got to worry about the Eagles' pass rush. Though, because I was just like, about to say the only thing that I worry about with those five divisional games is that the Eagles and the Commanders both have top seven pass rushes and I think in football. Same way the Bills affected Tua getting a hand in his face, I think – and he didn't make very many bad decisions – but he was una- he was very inefficient during that game. I think the Commanders and the Eagles can both do the same to Dallas, especially if they continue to have issues on their offensive line with players staying healthy. I think they can both get hands in Dak's face, and Dak, unlike Tua, will try and force the issue, and that is where his turnovers occur. He was trying to force things that weren't there last night. He played great in the first quarter. They were also getting the dog shit beat out of him for the majority of the game, so he had to force some. No, that's not true, though. You can't. That's not true. Why are they not He played the really well in the first quarter, and they were not, what was it, 14-7 at the end of the first quarter? Started out 14-0, and then, yeah, I think they scored a touchdown at the end of the first quarter. He was taking what the defense gave him in the first quarter, though, and was playing well. And then the Niners went up 21-7, and he was like, quick. I gotta start making some plays. You can't. That, there's no excuse to throw the ball. First off, throw the ball into double coverage with the safety right there, and then to overthrow your guy. You're not trying to make plays. You're just making dumb decisions. Because if that was if that was Josh Allen making that same throw, it's a terrible ball. That's a shit. It was pass. a bad throw. What What it, is he doing, bro? It was a bad throw, but. It was it was a bad decision and it was a bad throw, but when you're down to the 49ers by two scores, you get, you're going to start pressing a little bit. It doesn't excuse the fact that he still threw three interceptions, one of which I gave him the benefit of the doubt on. It was a bad ball, but it was also tipped. It was on the dude's hip, hit off. Okay, interception. I'll give him that one. The third interception was awful too. That was a very bad throw. It was like a Desmond Ritter throw. Like it was very bad, and that that is all I have ever seen out of Dak in big games against good teams. Yeah, he performs well when they play the Giants. They suck. He'll perform well against probably like he would, the Cardinals. He would blaze the like the Panthers this season. Yeah, he would cook them. When he meets a competent defense, he gets flustered and he makes bad decisions with the football. That game could have been ten to seven. At the end of the first quarter, and he's still going to try to force the issue when it's not there. I think he throws at least ten picks this season. I'm I'm with Jack. I'm taking the under. I think it. I think that trend continues. I think we. I think everybody got a little excited seeing the Cowboys. Like, oh my God, shit! They beat the shit out of the worst team in football week one. Oh my God, week two. Uh, who do they play week two? I don't remember. Another bad team. Giants, maybe. They played Giants, the Giants for week, week one. one. They beat the shit out of them. It was the Jets. The Jets with Zach Wilson. <laughs> oh my God! They beat they beat the Jets. They turn around. They get beat by the Cardinals. They get another win against kill the Patriots. 
a, yeah. a bad Patriots team with a bottom five quarterback in the league. And I think it's bottom three now. They play a good team, and he makes bad decisions. I think Dak Prescott is Kenny Pickett in four years. I don't think Kenny Pickett has a job in four years. Yeah, I think Dak's. <laughs> I think Dak's. Whatever, a, dude. I think Dak's a little better than that. No, he's not. He's I think bum. he's he's average. Dak in his rookie year, threw for like. That's because they were feeding Zeke, and he didn't he have threw to make for like thirty-seven. He was having a Brock Purdy role that year because they had Zeke. They had an amazing offensive line. Dak is serviceable. Dak Zeke in, should have won Offensive Rookie of the Year that year because he was the the Cowboys' offense. Dak Dak is serviceable. Dak is an average, mediocre quarterback. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is not average. Yeah, he is. Mediocre on the low end. If you give him if you give him Kyle Shanahan, he's on the same level as Brock Purdy. Who? Okay, I argued this last night that that Brock Purdy is a good quarterback, but I think if you put two thirds of the league in his shoes, they they can fill the same role. Two thirds of the stretch. Two really? Two thirds of the stretch. I'm saying like Daniel Jones is right on that cutoff line since we said last night he was nineteen to twenty to twenty one. I think if you put Daniel Jones in that role, he looks the same as Brock Purdy does. I don't think so. You're gonna disrespect Vanilla Vic like that? I am. <laughs> like you're not putting you're not putting Russ in that system. Russ is Russ is worse. Russ is like I don't think you're putting I, okay. I don't think Derek Carr would thrive in that system right now. Yeah, he would. It would. Yeah. Derek Carr would throw for four thousand yards on the 49ers. Bro, what Kirk would be Cousins the, would throw what would for be like the major 6, difference between the team he is on now, and the Niners, other than a, an immense better off, of t- an offensive immense line. load of talent, an offensive line, and an offensive mastermind as a head coach. The offensive talent is, uh, there is not a drastic difference. Between the, the 49ers between the 49 and the Between what he has currently, he has, Kamara is... McCaffrey a, is twice as good as Kamara. McCaffrey is an outlier. He's the best back in football, and it's exactly. not close. Exactly. But like... You have Kamara, who is a great pass-catching back, and dude can run. You've got Chris Olave, who you were super high on to start the season on. I was. You can't tell I me all of a sudden that he he's terrible. He I'm not saying he's bad. I'm saying Debo and Ayuk are better than him. I'm in one touchdown. Has he, got, has he got more than one touchdown yet? No, he's got one. Fucking. No. One. 96, man. He yes, scored yesterday one. Yesterday was one. the first one. He had two catches <laughs> for 12 yards and one TD. I think Ayuk and – I think Debo and – um, Chris Olave are on the same level right now. I just I don't think I think I, I think, think I'll take Ayuk over Michael Thomas. I'll take George Kittle over the, whoever the hell the Saints are starting at tight end. I don't know who their tight end is. I'll and, take and Shanahan. So Jimmy Graham is Jimmy. I think Jimmy Graham is back in the Saints. <laughs> and Shanahan just has a Shanahan has a way of getting everybody open, and you have to be able to guard everybody on one play. Like he can get Jawan Jennings open for a nineteen yard. Okay, if that's the case, could you put? Derek Carr in Miami, and they'd have the same success? Yeah. No, because Tua's better than Derek Carr. Tua is significantly better than Derek yeah. Carr. I think he would. I think Derek Carr I think he would have success. I'm not saying he wouldn't have success. You wouldn't have the same success? No. What's the I difference? Tua is a better quarterback. In what way? He's got a better arm, he's, better he's, accuracy. He's more talented. He run. has better anticipation. He has more accuracy. He's more athletic. Uh, how can... Uh, from what, though? From what? What, like, from what can you back that up with? Him. Other than... Numbers, which are not... he ma- It's not numbers. He makes good throws. He has better anticipation. He has better accuracy. He is more athletic than Derek Carr. Derek Carr misses throws. You don't, yeah, so like, what? That's, that's, my, that's my point. 
How can you say Derek Carr is going to go to the Niners and they're going to be the exact same, but he can't go to the Dolphins and they be the because exact same? You just said, but you Derek just said Carr. Derek Carr misses throws. So does Brock Purdy. Brock like what? What? What throws? What throws did you see him miss last night against I mean, the be, uh, against scoring wise? Had been the best defense in the league. What do you think his his percentage was last night? I mean, scoring wise, probably 70 percent. Seventeen for twenty four. He, he completed three more passes than Dak Prescott on the same amount of attempts. That's game script, though. It's not just him. That's the it's, system. It's the same. It's it's the system. De- the Derek system Carr- is the same in Miami. You've got the fastest receiver in the league, followed by a, a but two is- probably the second fastest receiver in the league. You've got one of the most explosive. Up and coming backs in the league right now in Devon A. Chain. Raheem Mostert has never been a slouch. You've got a great offensive line, and you've got behind Shanahan, probably the second. He's a top three ma- mastermind on the offensive side of the ball right now, and Mike McDaniels. So, you don't have to make a lot of crazy throws when all your guys are open. So if Tua was placed, based on that logic, if Tua was placed on the Saints, would they be the same? Or would they, he make them better? They would be about the same. So you think Tua and Derek Carr are of similar talent? We're talking about your argument with systems. Yes. If but you place no, Tua, argument, now you're saying you just said the Saints system was bad. No, I said Derek Carr was not as good as Tua Tagovailoa. If you put, talking about upgrading a quarterback within a good system. The, Miami and San Francisco are both perfect systems for quarterbacks. It makes the quarterback look better. But Tua, you can tell when a quarterback is better, even if it's just the I system. just, I don't... I don't understand how you can say the Niners would be the same with Derek Carr, but the Dolphins would not be. I'm not saying if they would be the, the same. They would both be successful, but I think Tua adds one or two more wins to that team than Derek Carr does. I think Tua's... I think also it helps that... Well, I think Derek Carr would be good in both places, I think you'd but be, the AFC East is tougher than the NFC West. Yeah, but even excluding like divisions, like I think, I think the Dolphins win... 12, 13 games with Tua this year, I think they win 10 or 11 with Derek Carr. I think the 49ers win 14 games, 13 games with Brock Purdy just because of how great the surrounding cast is as well. I think they win 13 or 14 games with Derek Carr. I think it's like... It's They're not, not winning. They are not winning 14 games with Derek Carr. But if you They're put not Brock winning. Purdy on the Steelers, or if you put Brock Purdy on the Saints, do you think they're winning more games? More games? Yeah. No, but that whole team as so a whole is Derek bad. Carr, so then why doesn't Derek Carr win the same amount of games? If you're just replacing quarterbacks, why don't they win the same games if the 49ers win the same games as the Saints? Like you said, the Saints would win the same amount of games. With Brock? With Brock. You said that you just said the Saints would win the yeah, same amount this, of games. Yeah, but I don't think the Niners would win Both. more. I don't think they would win the same or more games with Derek Carr. Why? How many games do you think they would win? First off... I think for I don't know why we picked Derek Carr, but <laughs> because you the, Derek Carr is getting old, <laughs> he is more injury prone, which you've already seen. So the miss, you just the most said like, that Derek Carr has missed well, well, a well, lot of throws we, this season. Hold on, how do we know he's more injury prone? Because Brock Purdy's only played in like 15 games and he's already been hurt once, horribly hurt, like nine, like couldn't throw a football for eight months. It's fair, but Derek Carr's also not crazy old. He was drafted in 2014. Damn. He's in his 30s. Yeah, he is. He's 32. He's in his ninth year. He plays like a geezer, though. 
He does play like an old fuck. Does Brock Purdy <laughs> not play like a geezer? Yeah, he does. He's at least he has more mobility than Derek Carr. The thing about Brock Purdy is he's never been in a game situation where he has he has to make a throw to win because they're always like up rely by, on his athleticism. At they're all. always up by at least seven points. Like he's never had to go down the field he's and never, lead him on a game-winning no. drive for a uh-huh. touchdown and throw the touchdown to win. No. So it's I don't the know if he perfect can do it. system for a quarterback. If you put like somebody above average, like Tua, I'm saying Tua on the 49ers, that team probably wins 15 games. They might win. Yeah, I mean, I think they win 14 this season, though. I think uh, so. There's like a said, okay. Like I'll get a, a one a one game difference. One that's not a, a lot of football. I, like that's I said, not a, a, a fourteen or fifteen games makes no difference. You're gonna be you're gonna be the one seed in your division. If or you're gonna be the one seed in your conference, if you win fourteen games, it's the same thing as eight and nine wins in the NFC South. One's gonna win the division. One's not. That's it's a game. very different from fourteen or fifteen but games. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying he adds a win. Like he adds he adds a win. He himself adds a win or two. Like as a player, he's talented enough to give that. Like if Herbert was on the on the 49ers, that team might go undefeated. They probably would. They probably would go undefeated. <laughs> and Herbert's Herbert, not, yes. But he and he's not like a top one, two, three quarterback. You guys want to No, but you want to talk about for the Niners? You want to talk about a gunslinger? Like yeah, some like, like I think their first loss is gonna be October 29th against the Bengals. In like two weeks? Yeah. Uh, three weeks. I am all here for it. <laughs> I, know you I have not. I have not seen anything from the Bengals' defense that makes me think they in any way can. can their pass. That their offense. pass defense has been pretty solid, but their run defense has been bad. I also haven't paid much attention to them as a whole because they have sucked ass. It's either going to be Bengals or Jags. That's going to be their first loss. So either three or four weeks from now, if they don't lose either of those games, I think they. The only other shot is the Eagles. When do they play the Eagles? Soon. December 3rd. Oh, I thought it was sooner than that. I think the Eagles will oh, beat the them. the Eagles are playing them. Where is it at? It's in Philly. The Eagles will win that game. <laughs> I mean... I just think a lot of, like, nobody is giving... You still have to be... I Brock need to Purdy see... Is a like, good quarterback. He's you couldn't, a you couldn't, quarterback. You couldn't take Josh Dobbs and put him in San Francisco and then be the same team. I still Look think at, they, they okay. win 10 games. Yeah, I still think they win a lot of football games. I don't think they're winning 14 games with Josh Dobbs. I said I said 10. Yeah, yeah okay, Dobbs so is, that, that's a four-game difference from what Josh we're... Josh Dobbs is a bottom five quarterback, and Brock Purdy's like a 16, yeah. 15, Josh Dobbs is especially a career backup. <laughs> like, he's not an NFL starter. He's I think, a starter by situation. I think he's like be better than Kenny, though. I think the system definitely helps the quarterback. But I don't think... I don't think you could put a ton of quarterbacks in that system, and then win a lot more games. I feel like this is a discussion they had about Tom Brady in 2001, 2002. Was the Patriots team in 0-1-0-2 that good? The defense was really good. That, the early 2000s were the best years of defense that Tom ever had in his career. I don't know. I think, I think there are a lot of teams that would love to have Brock Purdy as their quarterback right now. I think there's a lot of teams with bad quarterbacks right now. Yeah. So. I watch one every week. (laughs) Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I mean, a lot of teams would take Brock Purdy. I just think a lot of people are giving 
are not giving him really any flowers for still being okay. I got a great comparison for you, Jack. He is like he is like Stetson at Georgia. I don't know. I guess, like, I can see where you're coming from. You said this system makes a quarterback. Yeah, but are Would you have... You would not have started Stetson probably anywhere else in the country the first year he got started at Georgia. Right? And he, got, he was in because of situation. Eason, I mean, uh, Daniels, Daniels But he never gave the job back. Same thing with Purdy. He came in because of situation. They liked him so much. Yeah, but then, they shipped but then Trey Lance off. Started, the the whole narrative around Georgia, the first year we won was that we were winning despite Stetson Bennett. Like he was a bad. Like we were winning despite him. But his that was dumb. Year, that was dumb his, because his second, he wasn't bad his first year. But he wasn't like phenomenal. But his second year we won because of Stetson. There has not been a single game in Brock Purdy's fifteen starts. That I have said they won that game because Brock Purdy was excellent. We Georgia won games because Stetson Bennett was willing them to victories, and like you could tell, he was the best quarterback. I was going to say best player, but Brock Bowers was on the field, so you could tell he was one of the elite players on the field. Brock Purdy looks good, but he doesn't look like he's winning games for the 49ers. He's not the reason they're winning games. He's doing what he has to do. He to hasn't. Win. He hasn't had to yet. <laughs> exactly. I mean, shit. Shanahan took Jimmy G to a Super Bowl with that system. Exactly. It's super. I'm not saying. I, I think would, if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt last year, they were beating the Eagles. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Probably. But he also, like you, I'm just saying, you still have to be a good quarterback. And in I, in that system, and I said he's good. I said he's you can't. Top, I said he's top 16, 15, like, 14. He doesn't. I think he has one interception so far this season. It's kind of a system thing. No fumble. That's not a system thing, though. He doesn't. He's not. He doesn't have to make. He's not like, asked to make throws that would put him in situations. He like Tua doesn't throw picks either. Tua's a great player, but Tua doesn't throw picks. He threw a ton of picks before he got put into a system where he didn't have to make those decisions because they were so schemed open that it was an easy throw for a high school quarterback. Brock Purdy has not been asked to make the So throw. now, I, I know, but like every time... So we talk about interceptions yep. or like turnovers. Yep. Brock does not commit a lot of turnovers. You're saying it's the system. So I'm then you turn this, around... In this but, case, yeah, but, So the then system. you turn around and you say that Tua does not commit many turnovers anymore... Because of the system, so there. Uh, that's where my disconnect comes. Because, yeah, I can watch. Like I, I understand the eye test, but when we're talking about systems, what then separates Tua so much from a guy like Brock Purdy? If you're saying even the turnover battle in terms of committing or not committing them is basically on the system. You just said it for both quarterbacks. I mean, if. If it's a stats thing like interceptions, then you can... No, but I'm just saying, like, you have to... The eye test is great, but, like, numbers are a large part of the game. Like, if you took two quarterbacks and you put them out there for six games on a team that had the exact same talent and one quarterback threw for 4,000 yards and 10 TDs and no turnovers and the other guy threw for 2,700 yards and four TDs and eight picks, you're going to start the dude who... Through, like, you're going to start the dude who had better numbers. 
Even you could have won the same amount of games with both. You're going to start to do with the better numbers. So if I'm looking at numbers, yeah, the 49ers don't throw the ball as much as the Dolphins do. So obviously, and I think they the Dolphins have better wide receivers. As a, as a group, the Dolphins have better wide receivers. So two is going to have more yards. So when it, but when you're are looking, you, are you trying to, are you trying to figure out like, yeah, I'm confused, like how two is better than Brock Purdy? I understand from watching the game that Tua has more athleticism, but I'm when we're talking about system, the, and we're going if I put Tua in the 49ers system, they win more games. That's what I, I that's what I'm trying to figure out here. The best way I can try and put it is. Going back to college, you saw Tua in college. You saw Brock Purdy in college. Uh, that doesn't count. That's a terrible comparison, too. It's not a terrible comparison in terms of their talent levels. Tua was a Tua, top five. Tua was a top five draft pick. Tua played at Alabama because he's better than Brock Purdy. He was coming out of high school. Yeah, and he's but he was better in college, and he's better in the NFL. If it's purely, but the system, system played a large part in Tua being great in college. Played for the greatest college football coach of all time. Yeah, but Brock Purdy was not great at Iowa State. What, last, qu- what quarterback has been good at Iowa State? No, but then you plug a guy like that into the 49ers system, and all of a sudden he's a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. I mean, we're, we're still... I mean, is, it you, this, this, is that what it is? is it like, I'm just... I, I, I don't know. That's what I'm asking you, because I don't see the huge disparity between... Somebody who is winning football games and not committing turnovers to other guys who are making mistakes and not winning football games. Okay, so if it's a, if it's not a system thing, would you rather have a quarterback who so far this season has thrown for 1,400 yards and nine touchdowns or 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, and four picks? The guy with, did the guy with nine touchdowns have no picks? No picks. How many yards did you say he threw for? 14, uh, 12. Sorry, 12, 1,200, 1,271, nine touchdowns, zero picks. What about the other guy? 1,300, 10, 10 touchdowns, four interceptions. The guy with no picks. So you'd rather play that player than, like, in, you, you think he would be a better player? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the two That's Brock quarterback. Purdy versus Patrick Mahomes this season. It's a system thing. He's not... Asked to make the throws. Patrick Mahomes is a better football player. But if you look at statistics, you're going to say Brock Purdy is a better football player because he's not asked to make difficult throws. He makes good throws. The throws he's asked to make, he's really good at. But he's not asked to put the ball in danger because he doesn't have to. I just think he's better than most people have been giving him credit for. Like I said, 14, 15, 16. Somewhere in that ballpark, he's got to be top fifteen. I don't, 14. I, I don't understand how you couldn't, how you could look at somebody like that and not put him top fifteen. He has not lost a regular season game yet. I understand the system helps him win, but he also hasn't lost a game either. Yeah, <coughs> not, the 49ers haven't lost a game. Like I know, I, I know, I said, but like, like I know, I said, quarterbacks add wins because like talent adds wins. But this is going to sound very contradictory, but wins aren't quarterback stats. 
Does that make sense? Like, you can't completely take away, like, he's won 15 games. He has. If you say he willed this team to a win or two, that's one thing. But if you say he won 15 games, he has, he's only 12 and, or he's only 12 and 30 in his start, so he sucks. Like, it's not just a quarterback thing. So saying he's never lost a regular season, like, that's fine, but that's not like, that's I'm why just saying so he, good. maybe he is not out there winning them football games, him being the guy. Like, holy shit, did you see that play that Brock Purdy made that won them the game? But he's not losing them games. And I, right. I think that has got to, you have to attest that to something when there are a lot of other quarterbacks out here in good systems still losing their team games. My argument would be good systems don't lose games, but um, I, I mean, are, are you are like are you saying that my 14, 15, 16 ranking of him is wrong? I don't think he's outside of the top fifteen. Okay, so if he's fourteen, would you disagree with that? Because I could put him at fourteen, and like I wouldn't be like, oh, this is horrible. No, I think I think fourteen is fine. But you originally said two thirds of the league you would put. Roughly. Over Brock Purdy. No, he said we could put two-thirds of the league in the 49ers system. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think two-thirds of the league is accurate. There's 32 teams. So that's like... That would be like like 22 quarterbacks. I still think that if you put 20, they would have the same success. Roughly. If you put roughly 20, they would have success. Two-thirds of 32 would be... Give or take one or two games. Yeah, like within within a one to two game margin, I think you could put roughly twenty to twenty two quarterbacks into that system that are starting today, and they would have within one or two games the same success. Because, like you said, at that point, the difference between if they win fifteen games and thirteen games doesn't matter. They're going to be first, so it doesn't matter. I just don't think some of these quarterbacks out here are winning. Some of them thirteen are. games. Kenny Pickett isn't doing that. Zach Wilson hey, isn't hey, doing hey, that. Hey, hey. Desmond Ritter is not doing that. Desmond Ritter, no. Josh Dobbs is not doing that. Russell Wilson is not doing that. Sam Howell is not doing that. Daniel Jones is not doing that. Daniel Jones and and Russell Wilson have a, like, two games? Maybe. I would argue that Russell Wilson... I don't think Russell Wilson wins 12 games in San Francisco. I'd be confident in saying he could win 10. I'd be very confident in saying he could win 11. Uh, I don't think there's any chance... He wins 11 games. I think the only reason he was able to win before was because of a system. So if you put him back in a good system, he might be able to win With again. a much more talented team than he had and than he ever had in Seattle. I think the Niners would... I think he might oh, have the same kind situation. Of do you think you have the same situation with Russ before as you do with Purdy now? Like if you were to put Brock Purdy on the Broncos, he'd have the same fate as Russ? Yeah, he, they would play like shit because they're not a good team. And they don't have a system that would fit Brock Purdy's needs. I think they would. They might have won one more game up to this point. They're what one and four. I think they could be two and three. They've also had a Maybe. tough. They'd probably beat the Bears. <coughs> or, I mean, they probably would have beaten the Jets. Ugh, yeah, because they've Purdy had a tough first. A it seems like they've had a. F- that's what I'm. Uh, that was my. That's one of my main things is the turnovers. Like I, I get other guys are trying to create more. Yeah, but he would but, he would be asked to make tougher throws in Denver than he is in San Francisco. Why why doesn't why don't um who's a, who who I'm trying to think of who has 
incredible offensive lines outside of the 49ers. The Eagles. Why didn't Jalen Hurts turn the ball over? Because he's not pressured. He doesn't, he doesn't fumble because he doesn't get hit. Well, he doesn't throw picks because uh, he has time in the he pocket. He had that one Super Bowl fumble. Well, he had one. <laughs> but he, he doesn't fumble because he doesn't get hit every play. He doesn't throw picks because he's not getting pressure in the face every play. Just like the Eagles, the 49ers have this top three offensive line that's a brick wall that Purdy can stand back there for three and a half seconds and dissect a defense because he's an NFL quarterback. He knows how to dissect a defense, especially when he has the exact scheme for the specific defense that is going to find two players wide open if you just give him enough time. Yeah, that's what I think about Tua. I like what's yeah. the what's been the big difference in his play this year? Like you can, he's not getting two, hit. You can watch two players and see them. I just think the up. like some of the some of the things that were taking kind of away from Brock Purdy's game because of his system. You could say the same thing about Jalen Hurts. You could say the same thing about Tua this year. He's playing a lot better with a lot less turnovers this year because he's not getting. Hit. He's also staying on the field. I don't because he's not getting hit. I don't disagree that both of those aren't like. I think you could put Purdy in Miami, and they could still win eleven games. Yeah, probably twelve games. But so that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. saying I don't think there's a there's not a huge (laughs) disparity between somebody who you, you claim to. And I agree. I think Tua is uber talented. I'm just saying certain systems for certain quarterbacks are great because they fit exactly that quarterback and there would that's be a, that's what a system is. It would be different. I think if but I think if you put Tua in a mediocre system and Brock Purdy in a mediocre system, Tua wins more games. Probably two more games than two, Brock. three more games. That's yeah. what that's what I've been saying the whole time. Like if you put Tua I've been saying and Purdy on the Steelers. The Steelers, I think the Steelers with Tua win ten games. I would oh, say I, th- I think they could still win nine games with Brock, though. I would. I think we're going to win nine games regardless. But yeah, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> bad. Yeah, you'll you'll find a yeah, way. Weird, like I don't know. If you put them on the Commanders, two on the Commanders wins eight games. I think they uh, go there's eight, so nine. much. I guess it's a bad argument because there's so much to dissect there as well. Then like then okay, you put two on the Commanders. Then you still got to look at the Commanders' schedule. Okay, how's that offensive line going to hold up? How many times is Tua going to be hit? Is Tua going to be able to stay on the field because he's getting hit? You see what I'm saying? There's there's a lot that goes into that. I just think, I just, I like Brock Purdy, and I think that too many people, and I'm not, I'm not even arguing you on this anymore, Jack. It's been more of like the media thing. I think too many people are giving, they're not giving him any credit to winning, and you still have to be good. Like you still have to be like you put Desmond Ritter in San Francisco. They're going to win like seven games. That's not no, true. That's no. not true. They'll win nine or ten. I they won't because even the easy throws, even the easy throws, he's now going to make. And you can't bet on him to make the easy throws. He misses an easy throw, and then you hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey three times, and he gets 28 yards. Like, that's, like, that's what it is. You don't you, – And no with pressure with the scheme, throws. With the scheme, it's a lot easier for Ayuk to get open than in Arthur Smith's scheme it is for Drake London. Throw the ball up, hope Drake London comes down with it. That's the And there's a lot more moving pieces. You still got to be able to dissect the defense and make – you still have to make the right read. But the reason – And I don't think somebody like like Desmond Ritter is not doing that. 
I agree, which is why he wins. They only win nine or ten games instead of thirteen or fourteen. But I think Desmond Ritter is just that much worse than Brock Purdy. That doesn't make Brock Purdy that much better than Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter is just not a NFL star talent like caliber quarterback. I think currently we would have won one more game so far this season if we had Brock Purdy starting over Des. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think three he wins three or four wins. We have three wins right now. I, I think know, we would have like, four. But we're we're you're. A fifth of the way into the season, or a third of the way into the season. So if you multiply that by th- three, it's three more wins, three or four more wins, which is what I said. Four more wins for the Falcons this year, though, is a major difference. I, yeah, but what I'm saying is, it's the same thing if Dez went to the 49ers. They'd no, they would not. They're not being. They're not a number one seed. No, I don't know if they're a number two seed. I agree. I'm saying they win ten games, which is four less than I think they'll win this year. So I think it's the same. I think it's the exact same. If you send one to the other, it's the same game difference. Is all what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure, but I, like I, the 49ers get worse, and the Falcons will be better. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's arguing that Desmond Ritter is better than Brock Purdy. No, I know. I'm just. Uh, I think I, the 14 is fine. I just thought two thirds of the league in that system was a little much based on some of the quarterbacks we oh, talked about last night. Wording I think it. you put half. Two thirds of the league, two thirds of the starting QBs in the league would make the playoffs in the 49ers system. I feel it. Is that a better way of putting it? I think they'd win the division easily. With two thirds of the league can't win fourteen games in San Francisco, but the division is a different story. Yeah, you can win that division very easily, regardless. Hey, y'all sleeping on Gino? Anyways, we will. Uh, <laughs> Look we, at what my friend just texted me. Brock Purdy for MVP. You heard it here first. <laughs> he literally just texted me, Brock Purdy for MVP. <laughs> Bro's on to something. We're no, not on I mean, AMP anymore. We're not Steven. live streaming it. Shout out, Steven. Shout out, Steven. Um, anyways, all right, we'll move on. Me and – I don't know what it is about me and Jack and just long debates, but – Debates are fun. We have turned this shit into like – Skip versus Steven, eh? Fucking a college debate is. team. <laughs> hey, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Mario Cristobal <laughs> needs to be fired. Dude. Get him out. Now. Worst collapse I've ever seen. Great recruiter. One of the best recruiters in the country is one of the worst game-managing coaches I have ever seen. How do get you give out. the ball back in that situation? Get get him out. Well, I guess you can ask Matt Canada, but I don't hey. I don't understand, man. <laughs> I do not understand. because of you. <laughs> I don't understand no, how they got the ball back. The fact that he's done it twice is the, the same exact result. It's the most embarrassing. Like, I don't understand how he— Not even Brian Kelly could do that. Um, give him some time. I told you, man. Brian Kelly sucks. He does not suck. Bro, I watched him in Notre Dame. He's terrible. Yeah, you're literally first-hand experience over here. <laughs> He's a choke artist. I think I think Miami needs to move on from him after this season. Get all the recruits you can while he's still there because he's obviously this magnificent recruiter somehow. The transfer portal is going to go crazy as soon as Cristobal is gone. Well, the, the weird – like. Georgia just lost of like a high four star receiver the day after they lost to Tech. He committed there. You don't do that. You don't like you can't do that unless you're a mastermind in recruiting. Yeah, bro is like the Nick Saban of recruiting. Like, how do you call that home after watching that? Like, how are you like, yeah, that's where I want to play. That's where I want to play. No. I want my so, coach to lose me games. If he could stay on as like a like, like, a, like o, the head like of a recruiting coordinator of some yeah. sort or like a recruiting director, like sure. 
But he does not need a head His coach game well. management skills are bad. And they were ranked. That is a ranked team that lost to Tech, who lost to Bowling Green they last week. They beat the hell out of Miami. Beat the hell out of A and M, who kept it within a possession of Alabama. They dropped. They dropped fifty on A and M. What I want to know, I just I also wanna, that is the biggest scam in the history of college football. What is, is Jimbo robbery? Is Jimbo oh, Fisher? Jimbo, Jimbo. yeah. Bro robbed and in blind. I don't think it's a scam. He was a fantastic coach at Florida State. But, but what goes around comes around. He has done. And he ruined that program on his way out the door, and it has stuck with him on in his time at A and M. It's just he has done. I, I saw something. I don't know where the post was. was and it I, the Sumlin it's called comparison? karma. Him ver, him and Su- Kevin, Kevin Sumlin. They're literally the through exact 60, same. Through sixty six games, I think they were both forty four and twenty two. Yep. No bowl wins. None. I think. And one win There's, against. Oh, there is several. There are several things that has led to Jimbo's demise. There, one. He he. Since he, he's since he ruined he's, Florida State's program on his way out the door, and karma is a real ass thing, and it has stuck with him. Two. Yeah, he was a good recruiter at Florida State because they were good. When you are a good school. Who wanted to go to Florida in 2012, 2013? University of Florida? Yeah. No one. Exactly. So he was only trying to out-recruit Miami, who has not been good since 2000. Early 2000s. So it's it's not hard. You go to A&M, okay, in Texas, just in Texas, you're competing against Texas. Texas. TCU. Baylor. Baylor. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. We got a five-star recently. S- right? S- TCU. Uh, yeah, I said them. Oh, you did. Then right Baylor, right near, right near you. LSU. You've got Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma you've State. got LSU. You've got Oklahoma State. Then you've got Arkansas. Arkansas. Mississippi State. Ole Miss. Alabama. All of those guys, right there in your region. And on top of that, his scheme was always built around what did he always have at Florida State? Jameis Winston. A mar- a mobile quarterback. Jameis Winston's the only one I can remember. DeHontre Francois. Oh, man. <laughs> he was mobile, but he was bad. I don't know if he was. Was Justin Blackman? That and they've Blackman all. They, the I thought he played at Virginia Tech. That and they always had a good running back. They had, they had somebody named Blackman. They um, always had a good running back. Who'd they have with Jameis? Dalvin. Dalvin. Cook. Dalvin Cook. Cam Akers. Cam Akers was after Jimbo. Yeah, but he's had some solid running backs at AM, too. Travion Williams, Devon A. Chain. Um, Isaiah, Spiller. Isaiah Spiller. We only talk more about A-Chain now because he's blowing A-Chain up. A-Chain was good in college, though. He, he fucking tore us up pick. last year. He's a third or fourth round pick. The game we lost right before we played y'all in the SEC Championship last year, A-Chain had like 200 yards rushing in that game. That does not surprise me. Travion was a dog. Not after, not after watching your defense this year. Hey, our run defense shocking. Our run defense this year is better than our pass defense. Our pass defense is horrible. But it also doesn't I, but help there are Jimbo. Several, there are several things that have there. led to his demise. And I think, I think the number one. OC? Um, Mike Densbrock. Who's your DC? Matt House. Didn't y'all? I thought y'all brought in, like, some. Who'd y'all bring in recently that's just horrible? I At, mean, not y'all. Not y'all. A&M. Dude, it's the number one thing that has killed A&M. Is they have run a prehistoric offense for seven years. Who's their offensive coordinator? Bobby Petrino. Bobby Petrino. That's I was blanking on it. Ninety-seven year old Bobby Petrino, who couldn't even run an offense at Louisville. It's horrible. And bro, I don't even think I don't even think Bro can read the the play sheet. It's bad. Um, He's just out there spitting garbage. USC USC looked <laughs> beatable. 
USC yeah. is not good. <laughs> uh, as a as a as an entire football team, they are not a good team. That they, team is Caleb Williams and Caleb Williams. And it looks like Washington and Oregon are gonna have a fun time playing with that defense. I think either team could put up. They're gonna 50. put up seventy. They could put up a ton of points on them. That think, defense I think those is are not really, good. Really good games. Um, I think. I think in one of those games, I don't know which one it'll be. I'll see more after we see the Oregon Washington game this weekend. I think USC, even with Caleb Williams, has the potential to lose by three touchdowns or more to either Oregon or Washington this year. I I could see it. It would be. It would have to be a, like sixty three like, really to forty two situation for them, but. Um, a defense I mean, is abysmal. They gave up 41 to Colorado and Arizona, who yeah, was up. on their backup redshirt freshman quarterback. What the hell is a halfback toss being called on in triple overtime on the goal line? Also, I don't enjoy the new overtime rules, although I was heartbroken by the old ones. I miss those days where it was I like, the sixth overtime and you could run your vintage play from the 25-yard line. Yeah, I think it, I like it a lot better. I, I don't really like this new. But Style. they no, but they're doing that. They all scored. Sports. They scored twice in the first and second overtime, and they were like, you know what? Let's find the worst possible play call for triple overtime. They it was an it interesting Canada. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it's been an interesting year so far in college football. Um, the dogs finally look like the number one team in college football. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Finally, look like it. Put a complete game together on defense. Put a complete game together on offense. Carson and Carson Beck, Beck like dropped his nuts on the table. On the table. Brock Bowers is now officially in Heisman contention. He's broken into the top 10 in odds. According to on three, he is tied second in the Heisman power rankings right the now. The dude is an animal. He is a Have freak of list? nature. Yeah. Yeah. He's an absolute freak of nature. Best tight end in college football history. Better than Aaron Hernandez? Yes. <laughs> Joe just wanted to say his name. <laughs> it's terrible. No, he's so good. He's so talented. I'm not looking forward to him leaving and he's so fast. He's going to be like without him. He's so fast. He's so strong. He's so physical. He's got great hands. He's got great route running. He blocks well in the run. He is the complete package of a tight end. He is what George Kittle was like. Minus the receiving threat as a college player. He was what George Kittle was supposed to be in the league. Damn. The complete guy. What? George Kittle is good. George Kittle is a good George Kittle's a top five tight end in the NFL. I think he he's top, is top three, yeah. Top two, honestly. He just yeah, hasn't he hasn't produced as much in terms of he like He don't have to that system. Ayuk, Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey. Let's not get back on the 49ers. If you system, put Kittle in King No, no, no. <laughs> oh my goodness. No I think more. he's a I think he he's faster. He would be the fastest tight end in the league right now. No, there's some black dudes in there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, Brock is fast as hell, though. You'll see in the 40, he'll run like a 4-5-40 as a tight end. Mm. He will be the fa- the the fastest tight end of the league that is still worth something. Faster than Kyle Pitts? Yeah. Maybe. I don't remember his 40 time. You know, as you say that, I'm going to look um, that up. No, I think if he's not a top 10 pick, it'll be a travesty. I've seen like three mock no, drafts that have him. I've, I've seen oh, the last three mock drafts I've seen have been outside. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he's been like 13, 15, and like 12. Damn. It, it would be a travesty. I feel like it's Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison, and then him. Uh, Kyle, Kyle ran a 4-4-4. Four, four, four. Yeah. So, no. Oh, he, four, four. he will not be faster than <laughs> Kyle. 
Uh, he might be game speed fast. Of course, he ran a fo fo fo. Um, a fo fo fo. Fo fo fo. That Wendy's, Wendy's combo. We gotta go get fo 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 fo's. Um, crazy college football so far, though. I want to really quick two things before we wrap this up. One, the NBA is almost back. It's going to be a very. <laughs> you just love saying it, man. Dude, it's a like it's a very common phrase. I don't think like if your dad says we're gonna yo we're gonna wrap this shit up, you're not gonna be like your dad's telling you to wrap it up. You're not gonna be like <laughs> fucking schoolgirl giggles, fucking children. <laughs> All right, NBA is almost back. I'm ex- I I'm gonna say I'm excited. In- How do you feel about the Hawks? Bad. Okay, who's your NBA? Team? It'll be a playoff team. I don't care about basketball. Oh, yeah. We are still about the same as college football. For a me. piece away from true contention. It's just I those, don't. I don't know what like, it is. It's the. It's we don't. So you have Pascal, the issue is Pascal Siakam Siakam the away. issue is you have Trey Young. Literally, that would make y'all a. We'd be a contender. Y'all be y'all, y'all be not a, y'all. Not y'all. Just them. Y'all would be a top four team in the East. Would you say not y'all for? I'm not a Hawks fan. Like, like, oh. He was looking at me and said, like, yeah, oh. Timberwolves fan. Oh. Y'all would be a top four team in the NBA with Pascal. You like the gay boy. Yeah. Which the one? issue is right now, all <laughs> the pressure one. is I on Trey. All that. the pressure is no, on Trey. I thought you were talking about Gobert. Trey has to score oh, I forgot y'all had him. 35. I got two gay boys. I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> I didn't realize we were having two separate conversations. I'm talking about Cat and uh, Gobert. Oh, Gobert. Lord. The Gobert. issue with the Hawks is you have Trey Young. And then you have everybody else. Like, there's no... You're he, disrespecting DeJounte. No, DeJounte's good. DeJounte's... But it's not... He's not on the same level as, like, when KD had Russ. Are you talking scoring-wise, or are you talking, like... Just overall. Impact-wise. Just overall. Impact-wise, you have... Um, Y'all are going to miss John Collins, for sure. <laughs> so glad we unloaded that contract. I think you're going to be missing... I think you're going to be... I think you're undervaluing DeAndre Hunter a little bit. I think he brings a lot of value... As a third scorer and on defense. Uh, the he, defense this he, past season lacked. His defense had been good, but this past season it was, was really bad. Worst defensive it, season it was bad. Career. If Hopefully he can he rebound, yes, yeah. he is a very undervalued piece. I just Who's think... Who's starting w- four this year? Why am I blanking on it? We, it'll Bojan. be Trey, DeJounte, DeAndre. I do not know who's playing the four, and then Clint. It'll probably either be... It might be... Uh, it'll probably be Okongwu. Okongwu or Sadiq Bay. Can we start a petition to change Onyeka Okongwu's number to seven? So he can be 007. I think he'd be so sick. If he I, I like that. Seven. He's really good, too. Yeah, I he like He plays him. with a lot of passion. And he, he plays defense. He, he plays real a, defense. But he's, he needs to be at the... He needs to be a four. Hawks, be a Hawks should pick up. Yeah, Oscar he's gonna play. A f- I, I think he's gonna play the four this year. He, he, Would you he say, said Joe? That he wants to play the center. Should, they should have picked up Oscar Sheboy from Kentucky. Remember watching him? That would have been a good four to Clint's five. They should have picked Shibway up. Is not gonna be a good NBA player at all. How do you feel about? Uh, you think Drew Timmy's gonna be good in the NBA? He'll be yeah, a good player. bench player. Yeah, he'll be like. A, I just don't think he's like a nice seventh. He was a good he'll college be like a, center. He'll but be like a Grayson Allen before Grayson Allen started in Milwaukee. You don't think Sheboy could be like? Um, what's his name for the Warriors? Kevin Looney. Yeah. Kevon Looney. Looney. Uh, he's too small for that. Kevin Looney's like seven foot tall. No, no he's, he's not. not. No, Kevon not. Looney's like I, six nine, six oh, ten. Who am I thinking of? Who's their big center? They don't have they one. They don't have one. Oh, I was thinking of Wiseman height wise. I was just thinking of. Oh well, they got. They don't have Wiseman. Yeah, Wiseman's a. Were you thinking Detroit Piston? Were you thinking of Zaza Pachulia? 
how. <laughs> I just think I don't think we need another star. Like to, and I'm not saying that because I don't have faith in the players we currently have. It's just the way the NBA works now. Pascal. Like KD had Russ, Bron had Kyrie, Bron had Wade, Steph's got Clay. Like all these guys, everybody winning JT's championships. Got JB. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, Giannis has Chris. JH. Giannis has Chris. Giannis now ha- Giannis now has Dame. Booker has um, Durant. Dame. Yeah, CP and Harden in Houston. CP and Rush in Houston. Kawhi and, and Pascal. Kawhi, Kawhi and, and Pascal. Kawhi and Paul George. I was saying Pascal yeah. in Toronto. No, I know because yeah, no, no, but I was just saying. Yeah. Then, oh, yeah, then yeah. he had PG. Who was who was Kawhi Tim. within Kawhi and Timmy D? Or was it Kawhi and, yeah. Um, yeah. and Lamarcus Aldridge? And Lamarcus Aldridge. And, and Manu. And, and Tony, Tony Parker. Yeah. Funny, out of all those guys, Kawhi was the finals MVP. I swear they'd, he was just a be, rookie too. they'd be giving that shit to the most random guys. He was the most impactful. In yeah, he was. His he defense was, was insane that, that series. That's but that, that, I just think we're, we are a superstar away from being a true competitor because I don't think you can win in the NBA anymore with just one star. But do you think Pascal, like if you had somebody like Pascal, because that's yeah. who's rumored in the offseason. Yeah. Do you think if you add Pascal for someone like, it would probably be a, like Hunter and a bench piece and like two picks, for instance. Yeah. Do you think that makes you better than the Sixers? Do you think it makes you better than the Bucks? Currently. The Sixers? The Sixers? I think so. Really? Do we beat them in, we beat them two years ago. Yeah, but y'all, and they're but just, they have Harden. They're just so dysfunctional. They're not. I don't know. That team is way too talented for me to say that just adding Pascal and taking away Hunter and a bench piece. I just think morale, morale on that Trey team Young, all year is going to be a question mark. Trey Young is now a better scorer than James Harden. DeJounte Murray is a great <laughs> defender at the two. I don't know who would have at the three in that hypothetical trade. Who, the, but the Hawks? Sadiq Bay, maybe? Pascal Siakam is a lot better than Tobias Harris. They'd probably, give up gonna be, they'd probably give up Clint in that trade is what it would be. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, it'd be Clinton. No, nah, because they got a five right now. Who? Toronto. Yeah, Valanciunas? Yeah, well, they'd give up. They're not giving up Clint. Yeah, they would. I think in the trade that I saw, it was Hunter and, and Capella and a first for Pascal straight up. I don't, I will, That's a lot. Now we're worse. That's what I'm saying. I think you'd have to be. <laughs> but you said, be, you said Hunter a bench piece okay. and two picks to begin with. That, I if think, that's the trade, we're better. Than the Sixers? Or just yes. Uh, in general, and yes. Who's stopping Giannis? I mean, who's stopping Embiid? Clint can play great defense. Clint is not a Clint is not a scorer by any means, but Clint Clint led the league in boards I mean, fucking, in 21. What's his name? Al Horford. Shut down Joel. Yeah. Plus, what are, the, what are the odds that Joel plays an entire healthy postseason? Slim to none. I, I don't. I don't think, think we're better than the Bucks or the Celtics. No. Hey, Trey. Trey goes off against the Celtics. Though. I think it would be a better series against the Celtics. Though. I think it'd be a better series. I think we could take him to six five. games. I, I, I would say five, but if it was six, I'd be like, okay. They went to five we t- last time. Didn't uh, they? Yeah, we took him to five this past year, and Murray missed a game. They also added Kristaps and Drew Holiday. They should have won. They should have won one of those two. It should have been six. It should have been a six-game yeah. series. The refs fucked them on the one. <clears> that was the end. They always do. They fucked us. That's how we. That's how the Bucks beat us that one year. It was one one against the Bucks after we had beat the Sixers. We come into that game. Trey is balling. We are up like twenty in the th- beginning of the third quarter. Trey takes a three, 
you know how them guys land now? It's always like this, like offset. You've got one foot behind the other. His right foot landed on the ref's left foot, and he rolled his ankle and was done for the series. The Bucks ended up coming back in that game to beat us, to go up 2-1, and the rest was history. We didn't have our star point guard. We have Trey, the way that team was playing in that year. If we don't beat him, it's a seven-game series. I believe it was a six-game series without Trey, and that was before DeJounte. Yeah, I I think it'll be really. I don't think they will make pull the trigger on that trade, but I think it's a cool. I doubt it. I highly Um, doubt it. But I think I think that I I just think yes, in general, like that's the one thing we're missing is we need another star. We need somebody who can take the pressure off of Trey to score thirty five a game. Yeah, I think. The, the other thing before we... Yeah, and I don't think Trey likes the leadership role. I don't think he likes, especially when it's... Not a, like people looking up to him. Especially in a negative light, I don't think he enjoys, like, taking, uh, taking he, all the... Like, he, likes the, the vil- he likes the villain role. I think he does like the villain role. He loves the villain role. That's why he plays so damn good against the Knicks. He feeds into it. Yeah, but I but think... But he's not... You're right. He's he, not... He's, he's He doesn't hold himself accountable. When they lose. Like, when they lose and a reporter is like... What happened out there? There's not many guys in the league anymore that do that, though. Like, he is part of the majority, not the minority. If you want to succeed, you need one. That's why Giannis is so good. And Steph. And Steph. Uh, Even Giannis this year, though, when they lost. I don't know, man. I'm going to need the organization to commit to winning before I... You just came off a chip. Um, there, There are not... The NBA, there are few and far between guys that take ownership for losing. Before, before we finish, before we wrap it up, yeah, before Zach wraps it up for all of us, I think that oh, that something. was hella gay, nice and tight. <laughs> um, See, I didn't say nothing nasty on purpose. Y'all, implied, y'all over here being real gross. Um, I think the most interesting conversation is gonna be the bottom half of the Western Conference playoff picture, like four through ten. Who do you think is the team that gets? bumped out of that bottom, like, out of the play-in spot. Because there's going to be, there's, like, there's genuinely 12 teams that, 12, 13 teams that can make the playoffs in the West. My, I'm just, this uh, is, the my West. sleeper team to make the playoffs this year is the Thunder. I don't think that's a sleeper. I that's not a sleeper. Make, I think no. they will make the playoffs. They made the play-in last year. I think they'll and be like, have Chet. I think they'll be like, I think they could be like a four or five seed in they, the West. They probably could. I think. I think the West has, the West is so stacked. I think Chet could win Comeback Player of the Year. Is it stacked, or is there just a few stacked teams? I think it's stacked, because I think I'll, I'll go look at all the Western Conference teams. You've got the Nuggets. you got the Lakers. Warriors. Suns. Warriors. Suns. Warriors. Grizzlies. Uh, hey, man, they got D. Rose now. Uh, I'm not. That's not a, Marcus Smart. That's not a stacked team. Okay. Uh, Denver. I mean, there's only three stacked teams in the, the East. The Clippers. So. Are good when they're healthy. Well, I'm undecided on them, and that uh, only because Paul George and Kawhi are only getting older, and their knees seem to only be getting worse. Dallas. I will say I will say stacked in terms of roster talent. I don't know if they're they are going to play that way. We'll see. I think the Kings are going to have a down year. I think they're going to be worse than they were last year, but still good. The Timberwolves are a talented team. 
Again, that that's a Mavericks team to me. Like but that's what you've I'm got that, the that bottom. Somebody you've got the ro- you've got the roster for it, but can you put it all together? New Orleans. If Zion stays healthy, if Zion, if Zion can fucking like play, another, like, who's there? Who's who runs the point in there in their Trey lineup? Murphy. Trey Murphy, then CJ McCollum, and then and then Brandon Ingram Brandon and Zion, Zion, and then who they have the five? Jonas Valanciunas? No, no. Um, I don't know who their five is anymore. Stephen Adams is it? No, no he Steven plays Adams for the Grizzlies. Is on the Grizzlies. Okay, I will say I think that was a huge piece missing for them last year. Zion. No, Stephen Adams oh, for the Steven Grizzlies. Adams. I think with him healthy this year, they will be good. But they did lose Dylan Brooks. Who gives a shit? The <laughs> only teams that I can say like confidently, I do not think will make the playoffs. Trailblazers, Houston, San Antonio, and the Trailblazers. I don't think the Jazz are going to make Jazz the playoffs. The Jazz are like a Jazz are not making. They'll probably the finish as four the, teams. That's four teams that I don't think will. That's that leaves eleven. So somebody's going to get bumped. Who are the bot? Who are the bottom, the bottom four right now? Minnesota. Okay. New Orleans. Okay. OKC, maybe. Dallas. Yeah, the Sacramento. The Clippers. Like, there's a bunch that are right there that are all, like... I can say pretty... The Lakers, probably, are in that... They are in that, like, 7 to 10 range. So, them two. That's, like, six teams, seven teams in the 7 to 10 range. I would say, with confidence, before the season starts, I would feel pretty good about... The Pelicans ended up that eleventh team, or the uh, the eleventh seed. Like the bump, they get bumped. They get bumped. Yeah, I have no faith in Zion. Fair, I, I think he's a job of the hut. Gorlock the destroyer, <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon Ingram has shown he cannot lead that team. Well, there's he's not just, much to lead. He's just kind of there. It's kind of hard to lead a so, team with. Oh, there were, no, there it. was people like a couple weeks ago saying if you switch Brandon Ingram and Jason Tatum, the I Celtics saw that. win a chip. I saw that. What the hell was that? About? I don't know. Mm, nah, I, mean, so, I, don't, I don't think they're they're a little worse. So the season, the NBA season starts on October 24th. And we should do some NBA season predictions before then. We will do them. If not next episode, the episode after that. Probably so the episode after. after. We'll be filming... On that day, oh, on really? the day it starts. Yeah. So oh, be, so next I week we'll do yeah, some we'll NBA predictions. It's the, t- it's the ninth. Yeah. So it, we'd be filming the day before. So it'd probably be next week that we start talking NBA. NBA. All right. Well, uh, last thing to add today: Go Braves. We need it. Need so a dub tonight. It is Monday night currently that we are recording this game. Starts in thirty-five minutes. We are. Hoping for a dub tonight. Keep your fingers crossed, toes crossed, say a prayer. We need the win. As always, we are out every Thursday morning around 9.30. Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Check out all our games on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. And it is some rendition of at From The Stands or at FTS. As always, we appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will see you next week. Peace.